0: Hello, my name is Amber Fuller. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and owner of Fuller Living Counseling. We service clients in Minnesota, Washington, Montana, Florida, and Wisconsin. Uh, We provide telehealth services, and we also provide in-office visits in Minnesota. I am uh, an entrepreneur and a public speaker, and I am living my best life right now, <laughs> to be completely honest. I am um, somebody who sets goals and gets them completed regardless of how long it might take to do it or what I might need to have to do in order to complete that goal. So this podcast um, comes to you from an idea that was generated about a year and a half ago and no I'm sorry yes yeah actually a year and a half ago and um, I myself and my husband have been navigating through life and um, have had setbacks and for that reason we are or I am Doing my very first episode, number one tonight, um, and tonight is a night that has a special meaning for both myself and my husband. Um, so, I'm m- my goal in this first episode is not to dig into any details or. Um, uh, it go into any explanations, detailed explanations of topics or concepts or ideas. Uh, my goal for this episode is to discuss what, um, our podcast is about and who we are and what we are about and what you have to look forward to in listening to these podcasts. Unfortunately, it is just myself in this first episode, my husband, Dylan, um, had to go to sleep. <laughs> he wakes up at two o'clock in the morning to go to work. And we don't have time to do these during the day because he is at work. So um, we are going to have to schedule in time for both him and I to do this together. But I wanted to make sure that I did an episode and the very first episode today, because today marks the one year anniversary of Dylan and I separating. Not everybody knew that. <laughs> so one thing about Dylan and I is that we are very open. <clears throat> we um we're not people who try to hide what we're going through or um sugarcoat or put on a fake face. Um I feel no shame in who I am and in the life that I live and um I know that Dylan struggles with shame, um, but I also know that Dylan has no problem um, talking about what him and I plan to discuss on um, on this series. So uh, last year, on today's date, <laughs> uh, Dylan had started... Um, decompensating and um, becoming uh, dysregulated and he um, had this narcissistic explosion and um, we found ourselves in the same house but he was on one floor and I was on another and he isolated for about uh, three months in our basement. And, um, of course he doesn't mind me sharing these things. These are part of the stories that we are planning to tell, but he, um, surrounded himself with people in his life at that time that were just really toxic to him and, um, to our relationship, but mainly to him at that time and in what he was going through and experiencing. Um, so, uh, obviously the, the title of the podcast gives away what, what this podcast is about. Um, Dylan and I really have a heart to, um, wage war on narcissism and not allowing it to destroy him and I and our family and our relationship, um, in whatever context our relationship looks like. So currently, um, Okay, so Dylan and I had separated, and we um, had that living arrangement up until April of this past year. And then I bought a house and um, moved into the house with our boys, and he moved into an apartment. And so we live about four miles apart, and our oldest can take his electric bike and go visit his dad whenever he would like. And our youngest (laughs) spends a lot of time with dad. Um, because dad needed to repair some damage that was done the night that he had left our family. Um, <clears throat> and he's been doing a, a very good job of of repairing that damage. So the things that we are planning on bringing into this uh, series are um, us talking through coping skills and how to, how to create boundaries and, um, providing hope, Uh, that, that really is our heart is, um, there is hope. And, um, I, I am extremely frustrated with the society that we live in and the, the word, the way that the word narcissism gets thrown around, um, wherever we are and wherever we go. And when anybody is ever separating or separated from somebody, their significant or their ex spouse or significant other is always the narcissist. And this is extremely invalidating to those of us who have experienced being with a partner who truly has narcissistic qualities and has been incredibly emotionally abusive. So I'm coming from that place of really wanting to define here's what narcissism is, here's what it looks like, and here's how you can, um, create boundaries to protect yourself and your heart so that you can live your best life, um, when I left Dylan in April, <clears throat> I had several people telling me that I needed to leave. And uh, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And the people that were telling me that, they, they, they would follow it up with, I know it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. And also, it's going to be the best thing you've ever done for yourself. And I promise you It is the best thing I have ever done for myself. Um, I am a completely different person today than I was at this time last year. I was um, struggling with letting go um, of the tight grip I had on believing that I had to change my husband, who he was, and that was a burden that I could not carry anymore. And separating from him lifted for me that burden and I felt free, I I feel free. So that being said, Dylan and I are best friends. We we co-parent very well together. We uh, do our daily life together. we do live separately. And, um, for right now, that's, that, that is what works for us. Um, a lot of people don't know that since April, I had April or May, I think it was actually around May. I had been seeing somebody and just recently, um, broke that off because it just wasn't right. And, um, I feel this very strong impression and tug on my heart that at the end of the day, my marriage is going to withstand this test of, honestly, this test of time. Um, I have learned that um, for me at this point in my life, waiting well, which honestly is the definition of being patient, waiting well, is really what's going to get me through this season in my life. Um, waiting well and letting go. Uh, there's a there's a verse in the Bible that um, shoot i i have it on my i have it on my phone and i'm using my phone to record this podcast um, and i cannot remember where it is but it talks about how the lord um, will take care of our adversaries and we don't need to fret. And he, uh, we, we have no need to panic because he grabs our hand and he holds us and he is providing for us and taking care of us. And, um, I created that as my screensaver because I need that daily reminder that it's okay for me to let go of feeling like, it's my responsibility to change things that are unhealthy, um, and forgiving myself for putting that on myself in the first place. Uh, we can't change anybody. People have to want to change on their own. And, um, at this season or stage in mine and Dylan's life, that is a lot of what Dylan has been doing. Just a lot of self-reflecting and, um, and honestly, like, spending a lot of time with the Lord. Um, I know that not all of our listeners have that same faith, but for him and I, that is what we identify with. And so um, I respect people who don't, and I hope that we receive that same respect back. Um, so Dylan had been in this group of uh, this group therapy for about three and a half years. And he ended up there because I read a book by, um, by his therapist, uh, Dr. David Hawkins. He, he wrote the book, um, when loving him is hurting you. And when I read that book, it touched me in a way that I had never been moved before and there were strategic um, step-by-step directives for me to do that allowed for our relationship to start to change and one of those directives was to tell my husband that if he didn't do these x y and z things then and and also if he didn't join this group at this um, at the at the recovery center that Dr. David Hawkins owns, then I would need to take the steps that I would need to take in order to keep myself and our children safe. And he, um, he obliged, and he agreed to um, go through the group. And uh, he had, had been in series of these groups for three and a half years. And last year, around this time, he had decided that he didn't want to do the work anymore, and so when we talk about orthodoxy and orthopraxy or orthopraxia, uh, Dylan, who identifies as somebody who struggles with narcissism, he has the orthodoxy part down pat. Like he, he knows what he, um, he, he he knows what he needs to do he knows why he does the things he does and uh, for him it is there's a block in carrying through with the things that he knows so um, that's something that he is currently working on and um, I'm excited to see what that does for him but honestly for me right now I'm in a place where I am just waiting. Like, I don't know what the Lord has in store for me, but I know it's good. I, I know it's, uh, I know it's good gifts. And, um, I am grateful that Dylan and I are able to have the relationship that we have in all of this. And part of that is because of the healthy decisions that he has been making and who he is and is not surrounding himself with. Um, he has made a notable difference in being the de- the dad that our children need and um, I've seen that improvement. So if Dylan were here right now, he'd probably tell you, and we've talked about it, that he feels a little lost um, and he feels a little um, disconnected and on autopilot. And I see that too. Um, he is struggling with finding joy. And that's hard for me as a partner to watch. Um, we are uh, in both of our, our uh, eyes. We're separated. And I don't intend on jumping back into a relationship with him unless he changes, um, changes the narcissistic tendencies or narcissistic traits that he has that are really prominent. Um, and he knows this. We've talked about it. We, we talked about it, I think yesterday or two days ago. I, I can't remember when, but we've, we talked about it. We talked about all this and, Um, Even the guy I was seeing, Dylan and I talked about everything under the sun with that and him and the guy were buds. Like they, they hung out and um, it was a very cohesive uh, relationship between the three of us. Um, And that is, I think, due to the fact that Dylan and I just really strongly desired to get along and make all of this work. Um, Personally my desire is to see my husband be in a place where he is healthy and happy and joyful and kind and um, there are steps that need to be taken in order for him to get there but he'll get there and I'm excited to, to watch him get there and to To see him turn into the person that he wants to be. Um, He has a lot of input in who he wants to be. And he lets me know who he wants to be. And there is this struggle I think that comes with those narcissistic traits. That get in the way of a person being who they want to be. But I do hope and pray and believe that he will get there. So, um, it will be fun discussing that journey in, in these podcasts. Um, you can expect that these podcasts will go out every Thursday, um, unless we have something, I don't know, something special or different that we're doing, but, um, we're both really passionate about, okay, well, first let me go back. When I told Dylan that he needed to go to this marriage recovery center, he started researching on YouTube narcissism and um, found himself watching videos about being a, co- a covert narcissist and finding himself saying, this is me. Like, this is me to a, to a, a T. Like, I am identical to these descriptions and these YouTube videos are telling me that there is no hope for me and there is no hope for my family. And uh, I have been disgusted with that message. I believe that there's always hope and I believe that people can always change. And I also believe that the root of narcissism is trauma and insecurity and low self-esteem And those are things that can be worked on in therapy through EMDR and cognitive behavioral therapy and solution-focused therapy. And so if you're in a place where you've watched those videos and you feel like there's no hope, there is. You do have to have two willing parties in order to see that change, but there is always hope. I was in a a period of my life with Dylan where he wasn't a willing party and he didn't want to change and life was freaking miserable. Um, We're not there anymore and I'm thankful for that. But being in that place is really difficult and I really empathize with anybody who is experiencing that. And if you are in a toxic relationship and your partner isn't willing to change and you are, um, you're, you are, surrounded by emotional abuse on a day-to-day basis. You need to get out. It is domestic violence and there are places that you can go in order to be safe and loved and to not have your self-worth and your self-value deteriorate in front of you. Um, Being emotionally abused is just as bad, if not worse, than physical abuse um, and that is because people downplay it and you can't see emotional abuse. Um, there are no bruises left on the body. There are only bruises left on the heart. And what you'll find is somebody somebody who has gone through that emotional abuse, you'll find that they struggle with having boundaries. And they struggle with um, finding a person who is responsible and they struggle with taking responsibility for everything. Um, they struggle usually with being a type, a perfectionist sort of person. And, um, there are so many struggles and Dylan, Dylan and I will, will get to, we'll get to those. But, um, we, we also plan on having a couple of guests, uh, guests, I don't know, speakers or guest visitors who we've spoken to in the past who um, have asked us brilliant questions. Um, We have been sought out or I've been sought out by several people in the country because of a couple of blogs that I've written. And um, after getting those emails uh, with people asking for help, which I couldn't do because I am I I wasn't licensed in their state, Um, I decided I'm going to do a podcast, and we're going to see where this goes, so here we are, and um, we're doing this, and um, I'm hoping that it helps change lives, I'm hoping that people find themselves in fulfilling and loving and joyful relationships, and I'm, f- and I'm um, fervently praying that the Lord touches the heart of those who are struggling with narcissism. Um, again, I'll I'll go more into detail a- 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 in regards to what what is covert narcissism, what is overt narcissism, what does it look like, how can you tell, what are the red flags. Um, what do you do? How do you get out of it? Uh, and I'm sure Dylan plans to, uh, discuss some of the, the things that he's experienced being in the shoes of, um, I mean, we refer to it as the perpetrator and honestly, that's what it is. When, when you're the recipient of emotional abuse, you are the victim and there is a perpetrator and it's the same way if it was physical abuse. So, Um, we do, we do plan on going into that and, uh, it's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be fun to, to, to do a, not a round table, but a two-sided table discussion with him, um, on the things that him and I have both experienced and gone through together and how to win. Because honestly, um, Y'all might have the opinion that we have not won because we're separated, but separating was the best thing we've ever done, and it was a huge win for both of us. I don't plan on being with Dylan um, unless I see certain changes in him, and he knows that. So, um, in the meantime, we are very good friends. He's one of my best friends, um, and... I can say that with a clear conscience and I can say that knowing that he will be there for me in a heartbeat when I need him. So for example, last night, uh, I sleep on an ice pack because I have a spinal cord injury and uh he stopped at the gas station on his way to work to bring ice for my ice pack because it was completely out of ice and we're, we were our house was completely out of ice, so uh, there are things that he does like that that are like, that are, are part of who he is and part of what makes him the amazing person that he is. So um, when people throw that word narcissism around, what they're forgetting is that there is a person behind those words. And that person might have some behaviors that are unhealthy and abusive but that doesn't make them a bad person there's a good person in there somebody who desires to love and be loved and somebody who desires to connect um to connect to and connect with and uh him and i'll talk more about how that can happen in a relationship like what him and i have um there is a sheet that I have that defines covert narcissism and uh, passive violence is what it's called. But there's also a sheet that defines 83 thinking errors that co- that narcissists have when you're confronting them about something. And it's usually in that confrontation where you lose your narcissist. Um, and so that's probably going to be a lot of what him and I talk about is the emotional, um, not trauma, well, emotional trauma, but the emotional, um, toll, well, I'm trying to say that we'll, we'll talk about how you, you can't have emotional conversations unless the, the person is in the right place and in their right mind, and so, um, yeah, there's just so much, like, There's so much information and there's so much to our story. And, um, I wanted to, I just wanted to put something out today because it is an anniversary and I wanted to honor that. And I wanted to let people know where him and I are and, um, we don't feel any shame about it. We don't feel like things should be any different. In fact, Things in our family right now are better than they ever have been. And Dylan and I have been married for, I believe, we're coming up on 16 years. I think he, it's 15, actually. He knows. He actually knows better than I do. But um, we just, we want to pour into people who are going through these things al- alone. Both the, nar- both, both the person who struggles with narcissism And the person who's being emotionally abused. So, um, I'm looking forward to sharing and growing and, uh, (laughs) the banter that Dylan and I will have back and forth and the camaraderie that we have as being, um, married for the last or together, at least for the last 16 years. It's a long time. It's a really long time. And, Um, I don't regret any of it. I do regret not leaving sooner, um, which is why I think it's important to emphasize that it is important to leave if you are experiencing emotional or mental abuse from somebody who struggles with narcissism. Um, so that being said, uh, will be here. We're open also to um, privately uh, message if a person has questions or if they feel unsafe or if they feel like they need to get away. Our doors are open and we are always here to support and listen. Um, you might think, well, why would I want to talk to Dylan? He, he's, he's the narcissist Well, the thing about Dylan that is really rare and really beautiful is that he's willing to admit it. And not very many people will, not very many narcissists will, which has caused both him and I to think, well, is he really a narcissist then if he's willing to admit it? And the verdict, (laughs) the verdict is, yes, he took an assessment when he first joined this group and he scored incredibly high on this assessment, uh, for covert narcissism. So, um, with his individual therapist, he is targeting those areas in order to be a better person and not struggle with, with, uh, those tendencies. So it's been about 30 minutes. Um, the content that we have is way more exciting than just me sitting here talking about what we will be talking about. Uh, but again, I just, I wanted to honor the day. And let people know, hey, we're here. We're planning on making this thing happen, and uh, this is this is step number one. This is episode number one, and uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be great. So excited, and um, I'm feeling hopeful for not only mine and his future, but also for anybody who is listening's future. And them getting and feeling better and feeling well and feeling whole. So um, that is that. If you uh, are looking for help and support and you don't know where to go, we have therapists on site at Fuller Living. Our website is fullerlivingandassociates.com. And we would love to get you connected to a therapist who can help you um through this difficult season in your life, whether um albeit you are the person struggling with narcissism or you are the person um on the receiving end who is the victim to the emotional abuse. So um our website is a great way to get a hold of us. You can book on the website. You can also give us a call uh 763-647-8188 and we would be happy to help. Um, with that being said, I hope that you have a wonderful evening and I am totally excited and looking forward to episode number two, where hubby will be present and we'll be discussing all of the things. So, um, stay tuned and, uh, uh, watch for our next episode.